Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and across from me is your co-host, Ben. So, Ben, what's new in your nations this week? Well, Brian, we, I mean, we were talking just before this about how the craziness of life right now between home life and work. It's just, it's, it's just wild. It's, it's something that I feel that I should be used to because, you know, I, we, we have full-time jobs where we try to be good husbands and fathers. So life is, is usually busy, but for whatever reason, wow, it's, it's just, it's just crazy, unprecedented the, the busyness of life right now. So I'm just trying to stay afloat. I mean, that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm not like work. I tried to sit, I read something for, you know, you know, my reading goals. Mm-hmm. I have five minutes last night and I passed out. I'm like, <laughs> books just on my chest, you know? Yeah. But that's where I'm at, man. I'm literally <laughs> in the same boat. Like if this were a ship, I am in this as well. And I feel the same thing where, I don't know, I was talking to you about this where, I feel like I'm generally busy. We're mm-hmm. parents, we have careers, we help out at our church in different capacities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the norm. But for some reason, the schedule for the past like three weeks has been something new for me. I mean, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not to mm-hmm. me, it's not like I'm not drowning, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm still afloat. But it's just like if I don't have my planner with me and I'm not looking at my planner every hour. I have literally no idea what's going on. Like I'm literally living hour by hour at this moment. And I mean, to me, I don't know about you, but like this actually kind of energizes me a little bit. Mm. Like sometimes I get drained, but I feel like when I hit the day and I'm busy and I feel like I'm doing stuff, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm accomplishing long-term positive good because I love my job. You love your job. You know, we're basically helping the next generation is what I feel like. So Mm -hmm. even though I'm really busy, I feel good about it. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes I'm just like, literally don't know what's going on. Yeah. Crack open the planner. Oh yeah. Yep. That's what's going on. And then, yep. you know, at home just to, to share, like we're having chicken problems. We've got an aggressive rooster. He's starting to be aggressive and like he will chase the kids and he'll chase my wife a little bit. And I don't put up with that. Right. So like, I'll, he hates me. He's afraid of me mm-hmm. because I just walk over. I pick him up and I hold him. I'm like, you are staying here. You're in timeout, mister. Yeah. You are in rooster timeout. And like, he won't even let me get near him anymore. He runs away. But when I'm when I'm out there, he leaves everyone alone. Yeah. Because he realizes I'm top rooster. Yes. But then when I'm not there, he terrorizes the family. Like, and it's not in a like yeah. super aggressive way. He'll like give a an air kick at them. Yeah. But it's yeah. enough for him to be like, I could attack you if I wanted to. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm somewhat tempted to put him in the pot. Well. But my daughter is like, no, no. He doesn't know what he's doing. So we're, we're fighting that battle because she does love him. It's her rooster. Yeah. Right. But she's also, she's scared of him. Yeah. So yeah. on top of everything else, I'm dealing with aggressive rooster problems, which most people don't have to deal with. <laughs> you, you want to know, so we dealt with a, a, an aggressive rooster. Like when we were, when I was a kid. Really? My dad uh-huh. punted the rooster. Like that's what, uh-huh. it came to the punt. And when, you know, when we saw the rooster, Allie was the rooster's name, which is weird because my my wife's name's Allison. Oh, is yeah. Strange <laughs> but after the punt, we found a new home for the rooster. Yeah. We just traded with and got another chicken. But Yeah, because usually the chickens aren't as aggressive as the roosters. That's right. That's but right. he's trying to protect yeah. and preside That's and provide over his. Because yeah. he's like, are you a threat or are you trying to steal right. my girls? And I'm yeah. like, I'm not a chicken, man. Right. Those are yours. But he doesn't realize that. No, he's, he's yeah. an animal. 
<laughs> All right, well, let's move on into the passage of the week. So this week, the passage of the week comes from Romans 16, verses 17 through 18. And it says, I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. So this is just a reminder that there are false teachers out there, that there are people who profit or benefit off of adding on to the gospel. And like we see this personally, I see this in other areas of life as well where there are posers out there in pretty much any area, but I just want to remind us all there are false teachers out there that claim to add to the gospel. And if they're adding anything to the gospel, it's not the gospel and they're not a godly teacher. So, you know, sometimes it sounds really good. Like, I don't know if you've ever met someone that's a smooth talker and they can finesse people. And sometimes it's just for over little things like where they want to go or where they want to eat. But that's what these false teachers are. They finesse people with false teaching about the gospel so that they can profit. And you don't have to go very far to look for that in this world, but it's really easy sometimes to hear something that sounds good and get caught up because at the end of the day, the gospel, sometimes it sounds too easy. Mm. Like, wait, I have to repent and submit to Christ's lordship and live in obedience to him. That's it. That's it. That's all I have to do. Are you sure there isn't more? Right? Like we almost feel like there should be more, but that's it. The gospel is you know, Jesus died, was buried, and he resurrected and if we put our faith in him, then we're forgiven and reconciled to God the Father. That's it, right? We need to repent, submit, and obey. Hmm. And so I don't know if you've thought about this before, but there are false teachers out there. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important to know, you know, I mean, because of this, and because of you know, their, I mean, their talk, it, it will be a tr- attractive flattery you know it will be attractive to 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 those who don't know the truth um who don't know and aren't growing in knowledge and love for the lord i think it will be appealing and that's the that's that's the the big danger is just you know i mean like the those those words uh will are meant for a a purpose and that purpose is well a lot of time because it it's anti-gospel. It's diabolical. Mm-hmm. It'll yes. fill and snare. You know? yes. And so we got to know the truth, um, be people of the truth and people of, of the word. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, good thoughts there. Why don't we move in right now to our topic of the week, and that is dealing with disappointment. So I was thinking about this, that it's something everyone deals with at some point in their lives, dealing with disappointment. And It may be that someone has let you down. It may be that something has let you down, like you really thought you wanted this one thing and then you get it and you're disappointed. It could be that, you know, a recognition that you let yourself down, that you expected better of yourself and you fell short. We are disappointed oftentimes in our lives. And it's something that I don't hear too often people saying like, okay, so you've been disappointed, now what? A lot of times we just feel that disappointment and maybe we move on or maybe we don't think about it. Maybe we block it out or we bury it. Maybe every once in a while we'll talk about it if it's something minor, like 
I expected this sandwich to be really good and it wasn't, and that bothers me. But if it's something significant, a lot of times we don't really ever talk about disappointment with other people and how to deal with that. So I'm going to tell you a story. In my life, it's actually where I was disappointed in myself, and I love jujitsu. I compete in jujitsu. And one of my early tournaments, I did pretty well. I went in a bracket that I thought was a little too tough for me, and I competed. It was a small bracket, but I got second in my bracket. And I was like, okay, I stretched myself, I meddled, and I didn't get bronze. It wasn't gold, but I'll take it. And then uh, about a year later, a little more than a year later, I'd been training this whole time. I'd been getting better. And so I was like, all right, here we go. Now, I'm in my early 40s. I was like, I'm ready for this. I'm going to go in the 18 to 29 bracket. All right. So I went down two age brackets and then I was just on the cusp of the weight bracket. I didn't cut weight. So I was fighting guys that were a lot bigger than me Mm -hmm. because the weight bracket was 175 and I weighed in at like 157. I was lean, a little leaner then than I am now. And I could have cut two pounds and fought in a lighter bracket, but I was like, I'm going to make it harder. Right. So I'm fighting in this tournament and I didn't understand the rule set well enough. I kept catching this kid in a leg lock, but every time I catch him in a leg lock, according to the rules, all he has to do is sit up two inches and he gets points. I get, I am Hmm. docked points because he is higher than me on the ground. That's interesting. I know. I didn't know that. So I'm down points and I make a rush decision. Hmm. The match is ending. I'm down points because it's my fault. But I'm fighting a younger kid, a bigger kid, and I'm actually doing decently well. I'm breaking his guard down. I'm I'm catching his leg. I'm getting ready to leg lock him. But every time he just sits up a little bit and the ref's like, two points. And I'm like, wait, not not for me? Those aren't my points? I've got his leg. You know, I'm I'm trying to break this leg here. Not two points for me? No, it's two points for him. So I think I I was down like six nothing. And time is running out. And so I make a snap decision. I bail on the leg and I get caught where... Now he's on my back and he's got more points, mm, right? And time's points. running out. So I make, so I make a worse decision and I try to give up, you know, an arm while he's on my back. And I'm like, I, I need, I need to bait him and get out of this. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I end up losing that match and I was really disappointed in myself because I really, honestly, I could have beat that kid. The other kid I lost to in that bracket was a division one college wrestler and he legitimately beat me, yeah, you know, yeah. because he had been wrestling since he was five. Yeah. And I have, like, he had more experience than I had with wrestling and jujitsu. So he, he legitimately beat me. But I feel like I beat myself in the first match, and I was disappointed. Mm. And that, like, to me, that hit hard because I knew I was better. I got out of that match, and I was like, I'm better than this. And I knew it. Yeah. But I just got rattled because, like, the point system, I was not familiar enough with it. And I was disappointed in me that I didn't know that. Yeah. So... I dealt with that. How do, you, how do you deal with that? Like I had to go home and deal with that and be like, man, I messed up and I could have done better. Yeah. So do you have a story of disappointment where like maybe it's not jujitsu, maybe it's work, maybe it's home, but where you're disappointed in yourself? Dude, fr- frequently I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> I, I okay. would say mo- every, how about every night? I'm like, oh no, I should have done this. You know, and uh, it's really, it usually does. It comes after Maybe maybe a moment of weakness or exhaust mm-hmm. like just physical exhaustion, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You bring up jujitsu, mm-hmm. where you just like you know you're tired and maybe you're frustrated and things don't go your way. I don't know at bedtime 
or you know like when you're getting the kids ready for bed or something and you're yeah. just like you know and and you you're just like man i could be so much better uh, uh, one you know I, I remember one night just like yeah, i was like, i'm done guys i'm done no book <laughs> night or no book tonight no reading um and i remember afterwards i'm sitting you know, i'm just sitting at the kitchen table and i'm just like thinking about what you know what had what brought me to the point where i was like yeah i'm not going to read to them tonight and i felt so disappointed just such a defeat that i didn't mm. read them their book in their nightly devo devotional and i'm just like what you know what can i do differently that's what I, that's why i always go back and, and think like okay i don't like that feeling i don't want it to happen again and i don't want you know i don't want to fail them you know and mm. so so what do i need to do you know maybe it's it's catching the frustration when it first happens just like like taking the thought captive like when it when it happens and i'm ready to to give in to you know to to being frustrated or um or give in to tiredness and exhaustion um, catch it first and say you know that is not the way it can go you know and it's i think it's just taking control um you know and, and of of your of your thought in that way um that might go that might help <laughs> i mm -hmm. don't know yeah i mean like i've seen success there uh -huh. um not perfect success but i've seen it um yeah. that's i mean that those are the things that come to my mind you know yeah and that's but, that kind of lines up with what i have here mm -hmm. as far as how i deal with disappointment whether it's someone disappoints me mm -hmm. or an item disappoints me like man I, I really thought that this bow would be a really good mm -hmm. bow and arrow or and, and now it's not and i spent this money on it mm -hmm. or whatever it is or if it's i disappoint myself so here's how i deal with it first of all i look at it as a learning experience. Mm. What can I learn from this? That's the first thing I try to do is be self-reflective. Okay, so I spent money on this item. What can I learn from that if it disappointed me? Maybe I need to research better next time. Mm. Or, you know what? I didn't act like I thought I should act. I disappointed myself. What can I learn from that? Or someone disappointed me. Okay, mm. what can I learn from this? So instead of wallowing in that feeling of disappointment, which sometimes we're prone to do, we just kind of like, wallow in self-pity or like man that was terrible why did i do that instead of staying there the first question i usually ask myself is what can i learn from this and second thing is then don't dwell mm. so don't just stay there like okay i feel this what can i learn from it let's not dwell here let's move forward mm -hmm. right so what can i learn let's move forward and so usually after that is i try to use this to set new goals or to maybe rearrange protocols that i have so if I mess up and like, for example, like I feel like I messed up as far as getting this out on time this week. I look at that and I'm disappointed. I'm like, first time the episode has come out late in half a year, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't like that. So I looked at, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. Don't think you are going to have these blocks of time you have be mm -hmm. way early. Cause mm -hmm. I, you know, I thought I'd have a block of time yesterday to record and that block got filled mm -hmm. unexpectedly. And every other block we could have had got filled unexpectedly. Yeah, it was just right. like perfect storm. But anyway, right, right. so what can I learn from that? Hmm. Right. And then set new goals, new goal, go early. Yeah. Right. That's the new goal for this. But for other things, like my new goal might be if, if someone disappoints me, my new goal might be show, show more grace hmm. or that goal might be don't put people on a pedestal, yeah. you know, look at people realistically, treat them as human beings. Right. And so, or it could be if I if I disappoint myself, the new goal might be wait five seconds before I respond when yeah. I'm frustrated, yeah. or you know wait one hour to send an email if I'm frustrated. So I use it as a learning experience, move forward, 
set new goals. And then here's what I think the big deal is with feeling disappointment. I, I like to come back to how can I use this experience to help others who have been there before? So yeah, a frustrated parent, like, man, you know, I messed up. Hey, I've been there. You know what? Especially if I'm down the road further, I've walked the road longer than someone else. I can be like, hey, we've all been there. We've all disappointed ourselves as parents. Might have disappointed our kids as parents if we were frustrated when we shouldn't be or not as patient. So you know, here's what I've learned and what's God teaching you? Using that as, as a platform to help other people because in my life, I have noticed that when people use their experiences to help me and they've been down the road further than me before, mm-hmm. that's really, to me, it's, I don't want to use the word comforting. Like it's not like, ah, oh, comfort, mm-hmm. but it, it is helpful. Like I feel a sense of relief, like, okay, they've been there before. Yeah. They've walked that road. They're speaking truth into my life yeah. and I trust them so I can trust that truth. Yeah. Right. I'm still going to evaluate that truth, but like, I I feel good that there's someone that can speak into my life. So why would I not do that with other people? Yeah. So that's really how I process disappointment. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's huge. So like processing disappointment is a huge thing because I think like, if you don't process it, I feel that there's probably rooted in your disappointment that is that's that's not considered that's not analyzed that's not worked through there's there's a lot of room that's fertile ground i think for idolatry yeah i mean Mm -hmm. unchecked idolatry like i think you know what's at the root of my disappointment and just my little example from you know with with the bedtime and with my kids i'm thinking my idol is was at that point rest it was it was like it, my bed, you know, <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, I want to go to sleep and I'm, and I'm frustrated. Why? Because they're standing between me and my rest, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's the idol that I'd set up. And I'm thinking if I didn't, if I don't check that, it's going to be like war every night, a, a battle for, to get for, with, for me to get to my, my rest that I so desperately need. And who's going to suffer? You know, my, I mean, yeah, my little ones are gonna suffer. My wife's gonna suffer because they're gonna hear my, you know, suffer my wrath. Like, yeah, you know? and it's like, okay, we got. Yeah, you know, we're we're fighting something a little bit stronger, a little bit more threatening um, to our kingdoms mm-hmm. if if we let this go unchecked. Absolutely, yeah. and there's a time I think for godly disappointment, mm-hmm. right? To hold our children accountable to righteous standards, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they sin. But I think that a lot of times I find that with myself when I'm yeah. disappointed in myself. It's the same thing where I'm holding myself up. Like, this is what I want. They're in conflict with that. And I'm reacting instead of serving. Right. And then like you're, after you realize this, after your reflection, hey, this, I I screwed up and I'm disappointed. Yeah, feeling the weight of disappointment, but not wallowing in self-pity. Because I I do think that you're hanging, you're still hanging on to it. You know, it's Uh still controlling you. It's still idolatry. Um, Right. I mean, like recognize you're human, you're weak and you're, Mm -hmm. you are going to make mistakes. Apologize to Christ, to your Mm -hmm. kid. I I remember I I walked right back in that room and I, (laughs) I apologize to those little ones. I'm just, I'm sorry I failed, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. um, And I think that's, I think that's what, I think that's what real men have to do is acknowledge it, you know, that Mm -hmm. they're fallible or going to make mistakes. And that's, I think that's a great example for us to set for, for our kids, for our families. Yeah. And I think them seeing that we take ownership for mm-hmm. our actions mm-hmm. is key because 
ultimately it's the same when we sin. Mm-hmm. We have to take ownership. Like right. when we go to Christ, mm-hmm. I did wrong. Mm-hmm. It was my fault. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to take that ownership and we can't repent. I don't think there can be true repentance if you don't own your actions. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the same thing if you're able to own your actions when they're wrong, you disappoint yourself mm-hmm. instead of wallowing in that mm-hmm. and staying there and being idolatrous, mm-hmm. right? Or instead of just not even acknowledging it, right. right? And just putting it aside. Well, of course I was right. I needed this. The proper reaction is owning your actions and being accountable for that. Yeah. And what a model. Yeah. What a model because how can they repent if we can't repent? Right. You know, and you know, as we're talking about this, I recognize I'm not always awesome at that. <laughs> I'm not always awesome at owning my actions. And I try, I try to have integrity and mm-hmm, be like, mm-hmm. if I expect this of you, I'd better expect it of myself. But mm-hmm. man, you know, we give ourselves passes oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but I mean, praise God for the Spirit because he, Amen. he convicts. He convicts. Yeah. So if you're dealing with disappointment, listener, you know, first of all, no, everyone deals with disappointment. But don't stay there. Use it as a learning experience. Set new goals or set new parameters, new protocols, so that you're not going to keep living that Groundhog's Day of disappointment over and over and over and over again. Because disappointment feels bad for a reason. We're supposed to change, right? And then help others. That's really, I think, why we're here, period. Why we're here on this planet is to help others. I mean, Jesus came to serve, and we're supposed to imitate him in serving others. So what an opportunity we have to help others walk through disappointment because it does weigh heavily on the soul sometimes. And if we can help others lighten that burden and carry one another's burdens, I think we're living like Christ would want us to live. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to end it there. So thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And you know, if you would like to subscribe or share or leave a review, would appreciate that. If you have comments, questions, feedback, feel free to reach out at infoheadofnations.com. If you would like to support the show, and I would like to thank the supporters of the show so far, if you would like to be one of them or to continue supporting, go to headofnations.com and click the support tab. And just want to remind you all, seriously, we are the heads of our nations. So let's go live like it. Until next time.